0: I'm tortured by insanity. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Issues Program. I'm Phil, the Issues Guy, and welcome back to the regular Thursday or recorded on Thursday edition of the Issues Program. Some of you might be checking this out on the website or on YouTube, and you might have been coming from checking out my Breaking Bad post-episode podcasts. I'd like to thank everybody that's been uh, that took a look, uh, took a look or a listen to those podcasts. It was an experiment. I really enjoyed doing it we're going to find some other television shows to do that for as well. I already know and I can make the announcement that there will be a Game of Thrones one. We will be doing it for Game of Thrones. John C. Riley and I will be will be doing it and maybe get a couple other people in on it as well. I'm thinking about maybe doing it for The Walking Dead. I might do it for The Walking Dead premiere, and then see how it goes. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, and obviously that program hasn't lived up to everybody's expectations in the last couple of years, but I do watch it. There's a lot of television shows I watch, and I've mentioned before that I might try to do some sort of weekly sum-up thing. Oh god, more music! Stop it! Stop that music! But I've been off and about the last couple of weeks fixing some equipment here and uh, readjusting some things about the issues program site and figuring out how it's going to be coming to you and what I'm exactly I'm going to be giving to you. So I also want to make an announcement as some of you might be watching this on YouTube. I'm going to try to do a video version of every episode as well and upload it to the website right along with the audio version. So if you choose to listen to just the audio, download it on for your uh, for your mobile device and to listen to issues on the run, or get the runs when you're listening to the issues program, either or. Or if you feel more comfortable doing it the way we did a couple of years ago when I just posted them onto YouTube, and you could watch it that way while you're sitting on your desktop or your laptop at home doing some work, and you can just put it on in YouTube. And if occasionally you want to see me go, or see some visual of some crap I'm talking about like that that says, I got issues, man. So that is some simple table work, horse work, uh, housework, housekeeping. Yes, that's, that's the term I was looking for. I was looking for the term housekeeping. But yes, I'd like to thank everybody for your support. Due to you, all of your support, I've made almost $30 on YouTube. I have to thank you. I've made $30 on YouTube. I'm not encouraging you guys to click anything. Don't click anything. I'm, I'm not telling you to do that. Don't do it. But I can say that a magically delicious, I've made $30. When I can cash in for that $100, you know what I'm going to do with that $100? I, I, I might need just to just buy a $100 bottle of booze and drink it. Because cause I feel like it's free money. Because I would do this shit no matter what. I would come here and talk to you hillbilly motherfuckers. I would talk to you people. <laughs> I would talk to you people. Sorry, I got a text message. It's good to hear from you as well. Thank you, for coming on to my sh- Thank you for coming to my show. Thank you for doing it and playing with me today. <laughs> How do you feel? Did you like the Breaking Bad finale? Well, I haven't really been on. I haven't talked about anything since I've come back from that, since, since the Breaking Bad, and I haven't been on this podcast. There's so much stuff that I've been wanting to talk about the last couple of weeks that I need to catch up to here. There is so much stuff. I need so much shiznit that I need to break down and discuss. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm going to change things up a little bit on how we're coming. No more lightning round where I'm going to go through a thousand news stories at epic proportion speed and not really talking about any of them individually. We're not going to do that that much. Occasionally I might do that if I'm pressed for time or I just feel like bringing that bit back occasionally. We're going to take certain subjects and expand on them a little bit more. And try to get you guys involved as much as possible with text and call or comments on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please, please, please comment away. Like it, even dislike it. I know you're, what, dislike it? If you don't like my voice, you don't like what I have to say, if you don't like the shit that I'm trying to spell across your ear ways or your computer ways, just dislike me and check it out again and and send me something that's like, God damn you. If you could just say the word poop a little bit less or a little bit more, if either of those things could happen, I would be a fan of your show. Because I want to get as many of you inside me. I Let me rephrase. I want to get inside as many of you as possible. <laughs> so, so over the last couple of weeks, a couple of things have happened. The first thing that happened is I got a little bit of cat scratch fever. Not the song, not the song, not the cat scratch fever tune. The No, I got scratched in the face by a cat. Now, here at Issues Studios, it has turned into a bit of an animal farm. I mentioned before that we got a dog. There's a little puppy dog. I don't have the picture up right away, so let's forget about this. Let's just pretend. Let's see me. Hi, here I am. Let's pretend I have a dog next to me. Hey, was a cute puppy? was a cute puppy? What is a puppy, puppy, puppy? Okay, there he was. So let's pretend we had a... No, give me a... Give, give me the... Show me the dog. Show me the dog. Give me... Where is he? Where is he? Please let him make a sound. Whoa! No, that wasn't a dog. That was the pet whale that we just got. So we do have a bunch of animals here. And the adjustment period for the animals getting together, we have three cats and a dog now. There was three cats before. And they ruled the house. They conquered everything. They scratched. They bit. They played fetch. They did all those things. And then we bring this dog in. And this dog is, to us, the cutest thing we've ever seen in our lives. So we're bringing... We're ignoring each other, and we're just spending all the love on the dog. We don't even talk to each other. The people that live in this establishment, we don't talk to each other. We just sit there and go, and we give the dog love. Fuck each other. Well, yeah, but besides that, we just look at each other and ignore each other and play with the dog. Give all the dog the love that should be be going to each other and the rest of the cats. So, I've been trying to trying to upgrade that and give the cat some love as well and uh oh thank you, thank you you I think my dog's beautiful as well, so we've been trying to give the cats love too, but it's been a weird sort of arrangement. Things are starting to get better, there's been no attacks, but the cats are definitely on edge around here because of this big creature that could eat them is walking around, and they don't seem to get that my. One of the cats does because he used to, ego almost got killed by a dog once. So he's like, fuck this, I'm not messing around with this motherfucking dog. And the dog's like, hey, baby, let's mess around, let's touch each other. He's like, no, bitch, I'm gonna fucking scratch your eyeballs out and eat your poo. Oh, why you eat my poo? Uh, I meant that the other way around. You're gonna eat my poo. I'm gonna eat your food. What do you mean you eat my food? I got dog food. Why you cats all like that? You cats shouldn't eat my food. Well, I'm gonna eat your food, you dumb dog. And that's what's going on. The cats are eating the dog's food. They're stealing it. They're sleeping in its bed, sleeping in the bed. It's like it's like that story. Who's been sleeping in my bed? The cat's been sleeping in your damn bed. Why couldn't the the three bears? Why can't I think of the girl's name that's with the Lucy and the three bears? It's not Lucy and the three bears. I, I don't. If someone text me what, what the hell that chick's name is that's messing with the bears. I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, by the way, folks, if you would like to call or text in, you can do it at 781-990-8509. Again, 781-990-8509, or email me at theissuesguy at gmail.com. Either way, or you can comment on the video or comment on the video, as we said, if you're listening to this in memorex, or tweet at me at I Got Issues Man Right Now, or comment on the status on Facebook. Basically, if you find, or jump in the chat room that's going on on Ustream, basically, if you want to say something to me at some point, there's a way to get at me. It's, it's possible. I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> this is the Fraser Crane show. I'm listening. So the cats and the dogs are having an interesting time relating to each other. Again, it could be a lot worse. They are enjoying themselves. Sorry about that shift in my uh voice. In that moment, what I was trying to do is I'm trying to talk from the right spot so I'm not talking from my throat and burning my voice out because of my job and because of screaming for a band and talking to all you nice people or you miserable assholes, whichever, whichever <laughs> box you check when I, say, when I give you that option or somewhere in between. And I mentioned this before, I was going to some vocal therapy type stuff try to learn how to talk better and learn how to massage my vocal cords. If you go like this, if you do that, that's good for you. <laughs> so kids, if you're at home and you're sitting at the table and you're just going like this and your mama or your daddy is like, stop, stop that, that's wrong. You can tell them that it's healthy for your vocal cords and you should be able to do it a few... A few minutes a day, at least. But because of being out of it and just being out of the mix of it for a while, and not and going through life, so not paying attention to it as much. Screaming at a dog. Uh, my, I'm kind of I'm talking from up here again, and I'm getting a little bit of scratchy, Sally. Not to mention all the crack I've been smoking. All that crack is really detrimental to one's health. I don't, I, I don't know. It is. But think, but I do have old trusty Ninja E. The Ninja E turtle. Let, let me turn this around. I, I need to get this to my favorite turtle. Oh, is that impossible? This isn't like some weird Rubik's Cube thing where I can rotate my bottle around because there's the same two turtles on top. But speaking of animals, let's get back to this cat and dog mess. Let's get back to talking about my dog that I need to take care of and raise. And and now I have another dog, because I've been starting to play Grand Theft Auto, so I'm taking care of Chop, too. So it's a big mess, so so I'm having to worry about taking care of Chop, taking Chop on walks, and downloading some stupid app that doesn't even work, and taking care of the real dog. I tell you what, the real dog's easier to take care of than fucking Chop. That's for damn sure. Oh, great. I just dropped, I just dropped what I needed. I just dropped on the floor what I needed, and I just picked it up. God damn it. <laughs> so as I was saying, the <laughs> as I was saying, the situation in the house is a bit precarious with all this silly catness that's going on. There is pussy all around my house. It and there's pussy being pissed off by the dog. And and that's what's going on right now. And sorry, I lost my train of thought because I'm dancing my my I'm thinking about the cat scratch fever. So, yeah, the cats have been going, Hey, stupid dog, we're going to steal all your food. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just a sweet bitch. Hey, we're dirty pussies, and we're going to steal all your crap. Oh, okay. Why don't you do that? Okay. Can we can we play? No. <laughs> well, I'm going to make you think I like can play. Come closer. Come closer. Come closer. Oh, come close. Come a little closer. <laughs> And then they scratch his face. It's a whole bunch of mess. <laughs> uh, what do we have? We have a texter. Thank you, texter. Uh, thank you, texter. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back and talking, talking to you to be rubbing your belly and, making, and spanking you on the bottom and making you feel special. So as I was saying, I have the dog, and the dog is, more, is easier to take care of than chop. This whole chop thing in the video game, I, I appreciate Grand Theft Auto, I'm loving it. But certain little things that I have to do, I don't want to do that stuff in real life. I don't want to walk a dog in real life and if I don't, the dog hates me. It's like I feel like I have one of those little, little weird pets or I have a Pokemon that I'm taking care of and having to raise like a pet rock or sea monkeys or something. You got to walk it, you got to take care of it. No, I just want to kill people and murder them. Not that I condone that kind of behavior in real life. So what have we learned here today so far, kids? We've learned that in video games is make-believe, and it's okay to do anything. Just like Mary Poppins jumped out a window. If you jump out a window, you're an idiot. It's not Mary Poppins' fault. Or it's not the Poppins' fault. Mary Poppins' is It's not her fault. And it's not Grand Theft Auto's fault if you're bad parents, and you keep guns around the house, and and kids get into them. Keep the guns out of the kids' hands. Yeah, that's, that's a smart idea. You think that's a smarter idea than blaming a goddamn da- video game that's obviously farce? No one thinks this is real. And I know some people's argument about Grand Theft Auto is it looks too real, and it's encouraging that kind of behavior. I don't think it looks real. I mean, the textures are nice and stuff, but I think you clearly know that it is not real life. Some, I mean, the joke is, oh, no, I'm driving. I I, I feel like I'm in Grand Theft Auto. I mean, yeah, in some senses, but I felt the same way when I played Warcraft. When I was walking around Wowland, suddenly I was in the forest, and I'm walking around the forest, and I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm in Wo- Warcraft land. These graphics suck. I, the old joke, oh, I'd go outside, but the graphics suck. My point. Do I have a point? I don't have a point. I'm just drunk. And as I mentioned before, folks, friends, <laughs> as I you can text in if you want it. 781-990-8509. Again, that's 781-990-8509. Tell me what your issues are today. What's bothering you? What's getting under your skin? <sighs> I hope all of my friends also are checking out another podcast I am part of, The Couch Masters. Search Couch Couch Masters on YouTube or find the website as well. Uh, I'm just selling stuff today. I'm like working at QVC today. Hey, everybody. Today we have a nice, wonderful podcast at Couch Masters. Please, couch underscore masters on Twitter. And also over here we have issuesprogram.com. Check that out. It's a nice, beautiful site designed by the wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful ninja from the Electric Sisterhood, ESH. Ooh, mm, mm. Check them out as well. And check out the Boston Bass Brigade and gigargo too, because they're all very, very good people. You should do that. Mm-hmm. Ah, shut up! Why am I that person? I should shut up. I should stop talking. No one wants to hear you talk. I, this show would be better if I didn't talk. <laughs> I've come to that realization. This show would be much better if there was no words on it. No, that doesn't work. I mean, if you're watching the visual stream right now, I've just been keeping this on me. You have to look at my silly, goofy, ridiculous face. Or if you're listening to the audio, that was very entertaining. And you didn't get wet. (laughs) So I got distracted by Grand Theft Auto because it is distracting me. And and there's certain things in the game, like I said, I don't really like doing. And one of them is walking the damn dog. I have a dog in real life. I don't want to walk the goddamn game dog. I appreciate that it's in there. But I don't want to start to feel bad because I'm not showing Chop enough attention. I, I don't want Chop to turn into some weird mutant, mutant ninja Chop. Yeah. And screw with me. Like the cockroach in that episode of... Of, I forget what the name of the episode was, but the episode where Raphael's afraid of a cockroach of the new Ninja Turtle series and the cockroach chases him around the whole episode. One, I would like to say one of the best, but all last season were one of the best. Which this Saturday, October 12th, the new season of the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles series returns. I don't know what season two is going to be like. I'm slightly Con, not concerned. I am very interested to see how it goes. And I'm excited to I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> I should. Oh. You should put a collar a, a coal tarp behind you. What was that? Yep, this is the show right now. Here I am. Dwark Burger. Dwark Burger is here. Better dead than a winner. You should put a a tarp behind me. I should have a tarp behind me. I wanted to get a uh, a painter's thing or some hangers behind me to put all sorts of different visuals or things behind me. But instead, you get you get this. <laughs> so Dev, how are you? And this also this October 12th, there will be an evening of me playing video games at home. So if you choose to be a part of that, you're more than welcome to come over. I'm not sure who it is, it might end up just being you and me, but I'm also extending the invitation to three other folks as well. So that is happening, if you can be a part of it. And you can also check out the new Grand Theft Auto when you get here as well. We can play a little bit of that. I know night is called old school gaming, but... but So yeah, my friends and I have been trying to organize, we did it once, uh, a night of old school gaming. We used to always get together and play games in person, games like Smash Brothers, games like Mario Kart... Uh, Bond, lots of other games as well, but those are just the first ones I'm, that are bl- coming out of my coming out of my mouth all at once. Star Wars Battlefronts, uh, hmm, there there's a bunch of other games that had their period in time. Street Fighter II that we would that we would play at extensive levels at, at competition between our friends, and because of the advent of uh, online gaming and the fact that we don't live as close and we all have uh, busier lives, we haven't been able to do it as much. I mean, I still. have Part of the reason why I played Warcraft in the first place was to be able to play with my friends, not because I enjoyed that game. It was shit. So we've been trying to bring back local gaming, bring back bringing all a bunch of people into a room with a bunch of drinks and and playing video games because when you're in your... That that mid-period where you want to go out to bars all the time on weekends. And then after a while, you realize that, yeah, yeah, it's good to go to bars when you have something to do. You go to see a band or something. You still want to go out and party. But but it's so much cheaper to just buy a case of beer, go to someone's house, and hang out. And if you don't really give a shit about meeting people because you either all have significant others or your dick got chopped off in a cheese grating accident like me, it it doesn't really matter anymore. So... So yeah, we're trying to bring back uh local gaming and one of the people that are in there this Saturday. Yes, this Saturday. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that that'd be cool. Uh I mean, I personally can't do it, but that would be interesting if I could have uh if I could do if I could be one of those speed painters where I was speed <laughs> up <It's> Donald Dunk. <laughs> Oh, Donald, that was very entertaining. Good job, Donald. And yes, this Saturday night, I will be here playing video games. And you are more than welcome if you don't have any other plans to come over. I'm also going to invite Mr. Joe and Mr. Matt, so, and and Opie, Opie, C- S.M. East Hope, as he's known at the issues program. So... Back to this, yeah, back to what? Back to what are you talking about? Were you talking about the Ninja Turtle series? What? So this Saturday, also this Saturday, as we were, I was just talking about the video game night, this Saturday, uh, the 12th, during the day, we'll, we'll, the 12th, <laughs> the 12th. I can't talk. I don't have correct diction. Because the this. if I had to have correct diction, I would be speaking like this. Uh, well, I sounded Asian for a second there. I would be speaking like this. <laughs> So this this Saturday the twelfth, it will uh, the new Ninja Turtles series starts and or season of the Ninja Turtles. And I'm a bit nervous, as I mentioned, because of the success of the last season and the fact that they were so successful and got two more seasons. And Nickelodeon is one of those companies that I I just hope that they don't demand more episodes than this company than this uh, production team is 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 willing to produce. I hope Nickelodeon doesn't push the toy angle so you get more characters created that you don't necessarily need for the storyline. The last season ended so strongly with one of the best Ninja Turtles things ever created uh, in that last episode with the uh, face-off with Splinter and Shredder. It was... It. I hope they, they bring it up a level this season instead of bringing it to more of a Saturday morning cartoon. Not that it wasn't that before, but it was the perfect blend in the same sense of the way that the Batman animated series was for Bat was for Batman and uh, Superman and the Superman animated series in the Justice League. So, the new Ninja Turtles series starts this Saturday, and I'm very, very excited to see where they go with this season. So, back to my story about my dog and cats. So, it is Animal Farm over here, and we... We put the dog away at night in its little home and we let the cats roam free. And the cats have always been really intrusive and they've been sleeping closer and closer to our faces and, and they get into fights sometimes. And the other morning, I was sleeping nice and soundly at like 6 30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, just soundly sleeping. <sighs> Where suddenly all I hear is wow and ow. <laughs> And then what happened was, I don't even know what happened, one of the cats ju- bumped into the other cat, and one of them jumped and jumped at my face, and landed right on my face, and dug its claws in and scratched me right here, right here, and right here on my lip. And I woke up, and I woke up basically in a little bit of blood on my pillow, like, oh, shit, and I had to run to the bathroom, and... And I'm a little bitch when I wake up anyway. Forget when I get woken up by cats scratching me in the morning. I'm like, Aah! I'm looking at my face. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to be scarred. Oh my gosh. And I'm bleeding. Blah blah blah. And I can't talk and I can't do anything captain. I can't do it. I can't do it. I haven't got the power I was in a big mess. It was horrible. And the cat lopped on in my face. And it was and it was dripping ble- dripping in the ooze. <laughs> and then how do you and then I didn't know how to treat it because it was on my lip and stuff. The one on my cheek was okay, but the one under my nose s- proceeded into my lip, and then I had a second one went right on my lip. So then I had to take care of myself, and then I started to get headaches and got a little bit of a temperature. The and I thought it was infected a little bit, and I and I just I kind of just started taking these. A pills from a prescription I had for when I was bitten by a dog a couple of months ago for infections, and it just you know cleared up in a day of taking that. And I know you shouldn't do that, but same difference. And I just kept the wound, kept everything clean. But I did get some cat scratch fever. That is real. For that first day after I got, after I got scratched up, hacked up like Freddy Krueger's bitch, it it really hurt, <laughs> and it really I felt I fitted it in my bones. I felt it. Mm. Oh, God. it's it's pretty. It was pretty horrible. <laughs> but speaking of things that were not too horrible, I did, never mentioned going to the Oddball Festival uh, a couple months ago, or about a month ago now, to see the Flight of the Concords and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle was insanely funny, and In Flight of the Concords it was one of the... It was it was really amazing to get to see them, and it, if you get a chance to see them anytime, check them out. And also Dave Chappelle, if you get a chance to see him in stand up, it was worth it. And it was also amazing to be at a show where no one could use cell phones or any electronic devices, so everybody in the audience was actually paying attention to the show. It was insane. It was it was like being at a theater show when you're when the same rules apply. I mean, this is a different argument. I get why some artists might be, and some musicians probably don't want people, and in the future you'll see more artists doing this, partly because of people putting videos of the shows on YouTube, and partly because of what I just mentioned with if all those sources aren't on there, people are more likely to actually pay attention to what's going on on the stage. And that and that's important, especially to the entertainer. I don't care how big you get if you feel like your audience is ignoring you, especially if it's an audience that's that that loves you or that wants to that wants to love you, I just want to love you, captain <laughs> I don't I don't know. Why is everyone talking about Miley Cyrus? I don't care about Miley Cyrus. I know she says some stupid shit, but do do I do I really care? I didn't like Hannah Montana before. I don't like her now. Generational gap thing. I I don't care. She's not that shocking to me. Like the things she's doing, I, I I think it's overdone. How oh I just think she's this young girl that says some stupid things. I, it's just every time I I'm sorry to even mention that, but every time I my my internet refreshes it's someone else making some other comment or or some philosophical anal- analyzation of Miley Cyrus's attitude and why she's doing what she's doing who gives a flying fuck and they're all people whatever whatever maybe uh, maybe I'm out of touch maybe maybe Kirk <laughs> captain do you think after all this time maybe I you and you and me have become obsolete no Spock, they're all just full of shit. they're all just idiots. And that doesn't mean I don't like pop modern day pop culture things when they're relevant. I am someone that talks about modern day pop culture stuff, but to me, this just I, I, I don't quite get it. I don't quite get it. I, I, I am confused. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh uh uh. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not this half as disgusted by it as I am about one of our stories we're going to talk about a little bit later. But I want to talk about the good stuff first before I get into stuff that's going to really upset me. Yep, like Elmo. <laughs> like racist Elmo. So the other night, I got the wonderful fortune of... Getting to meet Mr. Weird Al Yankovic for a very, very brief time. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I got. I got anything super special. I wasn't. I didn't get a chance to like hang out with him or anything. I and about 150 or 200 people after a show at the Hampton Beach Casino in uh, New Hampshire got a chance to meet Weird Al. I'm not gonna get too much into this. If you want to hear more about this, you can check out uh, Couchmaster's podcast about hearing specifically about the show, but I I, I do want to talk about meeting him after and what that was like. So, I'm not somebody... I'm someone that's kind of uncomfortable with the whole idea of waiting after a show to talk to a performer. Me Myself, being a performer, I know how I feel after shows, and I really do want people to come up to me and say, oh, but I feel awkward about it. And I'm putting myself in that position. It, it makes me feel... I don't know, I, I always feel like one of those kids uh, going to the Beatles hotel and asking for a, a lock of hair or something. I, I do appreciate people, but I'm like that way if I go to a local club and I see someone that I enjoy as an artist or something, I get sti- get a little, um, uh, uh, um, 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 long pause. Oh my God, it's, it's so, not, 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 oh gosh. You know, I get a little bit that way with anyone who I appreciate their work. And celebrities, I don't think I'm overwhelmed by the fact that they're a celebrity. It's the fact that, again, if you're watching public access and you see someone on public access and then you bump into them afterwards, it's, it, it gives me a personal surrealish feeling of seeing, oh, I just saw you on my TV box. And seeing someone that you've been a fan of since your childhood is very, very exciting. But this was so relaxed. So after the show, uh, myself, uh, Stephanie, uh, Craig, and Craig's girlfriend, Nick, Nicole, we all were hanging out after the show, and we were walking walking out, and we were thinking about doing some hippie activities. And we were like, oh, where can we do some hippie activities? Oh, let's go to the parking lot. Okay, the parking lot's a good place to do hippie activities. So We went back there, and we're about to start said hippie activities, and we looked up, and we saw the tour bus. And when we had saw when we saw Weird Al a few about a year earlier, almost a year, I think it was in November, we had seen his tour bus, and Stephanie had had said, "Why don't we stop it and see if we can see him?" Uh, I had done this a couple times for shows. I got to meet Billy Corgan. Uh, I believe she met somebody else after a show as well, and just stick around. You know, he'll probably walk by, wave. At least we'll get to see him and say something and and at the beverly music there i think we all kind of pretended to ignore her uh nikki might have seemed someone interested for a second but craig and i were like no 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 no, oh, no. we didn't we just kind of looked at each other like we're not going to do that and we kept walking we i think both of us at our heart wanted to it's again us being uh musicians ourselves and i'm not saying i it's hard to explain there is some sort of mm, pride thing that I'm like I'm not that I like stupid pride that doesn't really even exist that I felt that I personally felt uncomfortable doing that and I don't know if it's because I'm a musician I don't call it, I don't know if it's because I'm shy I don't know if it's because I'm uncomfortable socially awkward uh, all of those are possibly answers to the question but I think I tend to think it's more the socially awkward shy thing and feeling like oh like if I was weird out in that situation, I would probably be weirded out weirded out by those type of people. I would be like, uh, you know, I don't want to meet you people. get away from me. What are you talking about you know i guess i I guess that's what I thought so so this time, I wasn't i I was I was having a good time. I was not that I wasn't having a good time the, the time before, but I was just in a certain mood that I was like, okay, let's walk over there. But I was even a little apprehensive. I'm like, okay, let's walk over there for a few minutes and see if we can catch a glimpse of him. Let's 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 do it. Okay, we sat there and I'm like, Verbo, let's just stay here for like five minutes and if we don't see him. and let me let me get the camera visual. There's a big there's a big line. And but it wasn't a line. It was a bunch of people lined up against a fence, looking to talk to him. And and we just walked in and we walked like right here near the front of. The, oh, it's the other way around. Near the front of the line. And and just to get a look, and no one said anything about it. And we just sat there looking. Oh, I forgot to mention. Strike that. Reverse it. Why well, I have this stupid facial hair situation? Because that's where I got kip, bit by the cat. So I had to shave my beard. So I look so I look like I'm in 1994 Seattle. Back to, back to Weird Al. And let me take off my headphones for a second. I have long hair, goofy long hair. I jump around and stuff a lot on stage. So, so the people I were with were going, and not just the people I were with. There were a lot of other people going, oh, wow, you look like Weird Al. Are you a Weird Al impressionist or something like that. I have one person at the show asked me that. And I said, no, 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 no. So everyone's like, you should say dad. You should yell dad when he walks by. So I was going to do that. I was like, okay, I'll I'll yell dad. But I was getting a little uncomfortable about it. Getting a little like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Okay, guys, okay, guys, shh, 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 be quiet. Be be very quiet. I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm a nervous little issues guy. I'm flying in space. (laughs) And... And and right at that point, the keyboard player came outside, and then behind him came a couple of large pizzas. It's like, oh, wow, pizza! <laughs> the keyboard player was being goofy, talking to the audience, and being all, like, wacky. And then you hear one of the security guys, one of the walkie-talkies of the security guy come on go, um, you hear, I think, it, it sounded like Weird Al's voice. How many people are out there? And the security guy got, is like, uh, about 150. I'll be right out and you're like okay he's gonna come out and wave and the keyboard player guy gave away a signed uh, a signed cd and joked with the crowd for a little while and then went on to the bus the guitar player and bass player went back and forth from the bus to the dressing room they were just hanging out talking on their cell phone and stuff and then comes weird al out with like two bodyguard type guys waves to everybody goes in the bus i'm like that's it that was awesome we got to see weird al that was great he was I didn't get to say dad. I got nervous. I didn't really have the moment to to do it. I got I got a little scared. I got a little a little scared. So so we were going to leave and then the security guy comes out and he opens the the gate, the fence in the back and he goes, "Okay, we're going to start the line here." And he points to about 20 people in front of us with about with about another 80 to 90 behind us maybe closer to 100. And we're like, what's happening here? And, and we noticed the line start to go up, and it started to go towards Weird Al's tour bus. And we're like, what is happening here? What's about to happen? Well, are, we, are we about to go meet Weird Al? Are we about to go sit by his tour bus? What's happening here? Is he meeting all these people? Is there going to be a cutoff? Is he going to meet the first 20 people? Are we going to be cut off? Is this going to be like the Smashing Pumpkins concert when I was a kid when the person right in front of me in line got the last ticket? (laughs) No, 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 no. He's going to meet everybody. Huh? So we started to walk up. I started to get nervous a little bit. Made sure all our cameras were working. The girls got their tickets because they were going to get their tickets signed. My, in my house, my wife has money for the tickets. <laughs> my wife Camille handles the ticket money. I'm sorry, that's the worst Bill Cosby impression. If if I don't start with, the, I would like to talk to you about some of the things. Yeah, worst Bill Cosby impression ever. <laughs> but to be fair, it's an impression of Eddie Murphy doing an impression of Bill Cosby. So it's still bad. I'm not I'm not defending my awful accent. I'm just saying. So we started to proceed upward and onwards towards towards the weird Al bus. And we were the people next thing we know, we're the next people in line. And I'm looking at the tour bus and I'm like, this is amazing bus. So this is how much do you think this thing costs? And we're talking, and then they're like, You two go up. We're going up and we're just talking about it. And we're going towards the bus. And we're like, what's about to happen here? Is he gonna, where is he, Where is he gonna be? We walk past the door the front door of the bus, and he's just sitting on the bottom step, all calm, and like, hey guys. How's it going? We're like whoa. He's like hey, and I go. I look at him, and I go dad. And he looks at me, looks look kind of looks down at himself, looks at me again, and smiles, and goes ha. And then and then I I sit, go down to sit on the bus and I look towards the back of the bus and I said to him, wow, this is a really nice trailer. You, th- you think we can, uh, you think we can cook meth? On this thing? And he looks at me and gets a weird Weird owl look at his face like, like, that's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> and goes like that. And I'm like, yes, made Weird owl laugh for a second. And then he posed for uh, two pictures with me. I didn't put the other picture up, but but uh this one is the one I like better of the two. And he also posed for pictures with Stephanie and signed her ticket. Uh, I kind of wish I had him sign something, too, but it gives me an excuse to wait in line again next time he plays at a concert. And also, Craig and Nikki both got pictures with him and also got signatures as well. It it was really nice, awesome guy, great. It was just a few seconds, but it was amazing that he, he did that. He was willing to meet everybody because, again, I don't know if I would do that if I was in the same position. I... I I'd like to say I would, but I don't think I would. I mean, I might p- people occasionally if I was in a proper mood, but to do that after that show, after jumping around for two hours and singing and changing costumes, I mean, I understand why he was sitting down because by sitting, sitting down, he was relaxing, and he was breaking the stress of the situation, so you felt more comfortable going in, but also... Mm, so he could just chill, but to wait to eat the pizza—I mean, they brought pizza in. He didn't eat pizza. He didn't st- stink like pizza. But that was really fun, and it was really awesome to get a chance to to meet Weird Al Yankovic. It wasn't—it wasn't a long meeting. It was similar to the, the the interaction I had with Larry David after shooting shooting uh, Claire History, being an extra in Claire History. It uh just having like two seconds with him and getting him to do a silly signature thing, like, okay, uh, nice hair. <laughs> or, or whatever. I forget I forget I'd have to listen back. It's been a while to think about that story. So so yeah, that was really that was some really good stuff that happened this week. And I'm pretty much caught up to all that's been going on the last couple of weeks, why I've been on break watching a lot of new television series and a lot of old ones that are back. And again, uh, I'm not going to get too much into that. Also, I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto, which you can hear more about if you check out the Couchmasters. I'm talking a lot more Grand Theft Auto over there. But I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, playing Magic the Gathering 2013 because it's free on Xbox Live to download it. Uh, My friend Joe and I have been competing against other people online in Magic, which has been great to get back into the Magic the Gathering. And also been tinkering around with the Wonderful One Hundred One, and uh, the Ninja Turtles video game that came out for Xbox Live a couple a while ago. You can check out on my last episode that was posted on the website for a review on that, and a written review will be coming soon. I also spent today trying to figure out uh, speech to text software <laughs> to make my writing easier, because no matter what, ah, me may, again, maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe because of the way I was programmed to learn or the way I started to learn for myself, it's difficult for me to learn from reading <laughs> and sitting down to write my opinion on something when not in a uh, organized school paper f- uh, for forum, not forum, uh, platform. Uh, when writing something for a class, I learn the platform and then I can repeat it. And I learn the cycle of it and can kind of rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Writing my opinion about something is difficult. I have, but speaking my opinion about something, I can talk, give you opinion about anything, whatever I'm thinking. And sometimes I'm, and then I could go back and clarify it and make it sound more written-y, e, 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 (laughs) e, as I'm, as I'm doing a written Example of everything I've been saying in this podcast for testing it out so e e e e e trying to get all the good stuff away because I got a lot of horror I got a couple horrible stories to uh, start out uh, so here we go. let's get into some silly crazy, silly news type stuff. Play the song folks Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, this first one, this first one isn't, isn't, isn't all that bad, I guess. <laughs> it's just interesting. Ancient Confession found, we invented Jesus Christ. Christ, not Christ, not crisis communications. Biblical scholars will be appearing at the Convert Messiah Conference at Conway Hall in London on the 19th of October, to present a controversial discovery to the British public. American biblical scholar Joseph Atwill will be appearing before the British uh, public for the first time in London on the 19th of October to present a controversial new discovery, let me... I'm sorry, I have to make the text bigger. Ancient Confessions, recently uncovered, now prove, according to At Will, that the New Testament was written by a first-century Roman aristocrat and that they fabricated the entire story of Jesus Christ. His presentation will be part of a one-day symposium entitled Convert Messiah at the Conway Hall in Holbatone. Full details can be found at convertmessiah.com. Although to many scholars his theories seem outlandish and is sure to upset some believers, At will regards this evidence as conclusive and is confident in its acceptance is only a matter of time. I present my work with ambivalence as I do not want to directly cause Christians any harm. No, they've caused themselves enough harm over the years, he acknowledges. But this is important for our culture. Alert citizens need to know the truth about the past so we can understand how and why governments create false histories and false gods. They don't often do it to obtain social they often do it to obtain social order <laughs> that is against the best interests of the common people. At will asserts that Christianity did not really begin as a religion, but a sophisticated government project, a kind of propaganda exercise used to pacify the subjects of the Roman Empire. The Jewish sects in Palestine at the time, who were waiting for a prophesized warrior messiah, were a constant source of violence. It's the Jews! It's always the Jews' fault! See? See? See, here we go. We're figuring we're getting to something here. The Jews, sex, in Palestine at the time, who were waiting for prophesied warrior messiah, were a constant source of violent insurrection during the first century, he explains. Well, the Romans had exhausted conventional means of squashing rebellion rebellion, they switched to psychological warfare. They surmised that the way to stop and spread stop the spread of zealous Jews. Zealous Jew Jews, zealous Jewish missionaries' activity was to create a compelling belief system. That's when the peaceful Messiah story was invented. Instead of inspiring warfare, this Messiah urged the turn the other cheek pacifism and encouraged Jews to give their taxes to Rome. So, this was a government plot to get taxes and pacify angry Jews. I, I, I think. I I think I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I is anyone surprised? Is anyone surprised that this is a Jewish thing? That that this has to do with attacking of the Jewish folk? Of uh pacifying these angry Jews? Cause these Jews get angry. I mean us Jews get angry. <laughs> I gotta I gotta finish I gotta read more of this crap. <clears throat> so, so okay, and but maybe they created it for that reason, but that's not ultimately what became of Christianity. I I, I mean, I think a lot of the, they created it that is what a peaceful messiah story was invented to instead of inspiring warfare. This messiah urged the turn the other cheek, pacifism and encouraged Jews to give on and pay their taxes to Rome. Uh, I, before I continue, I think the biggest thing that needs to be said here is is if this story is true, the Roman Empire, or whoever's responsible for this, uh, caused so many fucking deaths in the name of Christianity that happened after this. Caused the entire—everything everything evil that happened in the name of Christianity, something that was, according to this, based around something for peaceful alternative to angry militant Jews— <laughs> and to get these Jews to pay their taxes cuz you know they don't Jews don't like to pay their money you know you know it's hard to get hard to get gold press Latinum out of Ferengue's hands so let's make sure sh- let's make sure let's make sure that we uh we convince them that the grand negus the, the great the great the great hall of uh, what was it called oh, i forget that their heaven had some name. They created this this place that if you paid your taxes and were a good citizen the whole time, you would end up in the in the great bank of whatever, and it would be like endless supply of gold in the afterlife. My geek card might need to be turned in because I can't think of the Ferengi afterlife. I had that. Do you know what that means? That means I need to go watch Deep Space Nine again. <laughs> oh God, that's what I have to do. So so yeah. That, so if. If that is true, all the problems that happened, all the problems that happened in the, <laughs> sorry, all the problems that happened in, oops, I'm trying, I've been trying to, uh, I'm, this is, I cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. I absolutely cannot. Characteristics, where is it? At a culture, when they die, I, I have to find uh, the, the, where they go when they die. A Ferengi co- concept of the afterlife are the minor pursuit of wealth and life. When a Ferengi dies, he's said to meet the blessed ex- executor who receives the financial statements of the Ferengi's entire life. If he earn profit, he's used to Ferengi have the divine treasury. The divine treasury. That's what it is. Thank you. So, so yeah, we these Jews didn't want, <laughs> these Jews needed to pay into it, so they believed in the Jesus. I, I know I wasted a lot of time looking up the Ferengi thing, but I, I needed to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Devin. Devin. Devin got it before I actually did. I just wasn't clicked on his name. So yeah, the Divine Treasury. Thank you. So if this is true, if this is true, which I totally believe because this is a very, very plausible story, that the Roman Empire created Christianity as a, as a way to pacify and encourage Jews to pay their taxes, we need to we need to seek revenge. Uh, we we need to bring it all down. Okay, first of all, we need to bring it all down, and then we need to find the re- find the remnants of this personal Roman Empire, and we need to we need to put them in jail. We they need they need to they need to face the Sarlacc beast and be dissolved in his belly for thousands of years. Anyways, so let's finish this story. Was Jesus based on a real person from history? The short answer is no, Atwill insists. In fact, he may only be a fictional character in literature whose entire life story can be traced to other sources. One of those sources are laid in bare. There's what, one of those sources are all laid in bare. There's simply nothing left. I don't get that. At will's most intriguing discovery came to him while he was studying War of the Jews. Oh my God, wait, what am I reading here? Did, did, did Miles Edward O'Brien, did you give me this story because of your veiled Scottish Jewish racism? Is that why is that what you read? Oh, Phil, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just felt like you needed to hear it. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Miles Edward O'Brien. At Will's most intriguing discovery comes from him while he was studying the War of the Jews. That's a movie with Michael Douglas in in uh in Isn't that a movie with Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito? The War of the Jews? I've, I've, no, that's War. Oh, okay, I'm being told that's War of the Roses. Yes, yes, no. Yes. And V.I. Warshawski's in that movie, too. When she was still, didn't look like a man. So, the War of the Jews, okay, uh, by Joseph, Josephus, surviving first-person historical accounts of the first century of Judea, along with the New Testament. I started to notice a sequence of parallels between the two texts, he recounts. Although it's been recognized by the Christian scholar for centuries that the prophecies of Jesus appear to be fulfilled by what Josepharius wrote about the first Jewish Roman war, I was seeing dozens more. What seemed to have eluded many scholars is the sequence of events and locations of Jesus' ministry are much more or less the same sequence of events and locations of the military campaign of the Emperor Titus uh, Flavor Flavus, as described by Josephus. This is the clear evidence of deli- deliberate, deliberately constructed pattern. The biography of Jesus is actually constructed Tip to stern of prior stories, but especially on the biography of Ro- of Julius Caesar or of, of the Roman Caesar. This is interesting. He's going at it from the almost like the Mythbust- MythBusters thing, or from a, uh, a a a investigation on a murder case or something, looking for all the evidence, looking for the series of events and stuff. I like this. <laughs> I like this. I'm having fun. Uh, how could this go unnoticed is the most uh, scrutinized books of all time many of the parallels are conceptual or all poetic so they aren't immediately obvious after all the authors did not want the average believer to know what they were doing but they did want to alert readers to see it an educated romer romer (laughs) thinking of homer i don't know educated roman in the ruling class would probably have recognized the literate Literary game being played. Atwill maintains that he can demonstrate that the Roman Caesar left it left us kind of a puzzle. Okay, a puzzle literature that was meant to be solved by future generations and solved the puzzle. And the solution of the puzzle is we invented Jesus Christ and we're proud of it. So it's like playing a game of jumble or one of those one of those uh, Scrabble, jumble, scramble, scramble things. Is this a a game that? It's some weird Tom Hanks movie stuff going on here. So, so if we if we if we mess with the code, if we can if we can decipher this code, <laughs> the code says we invented Jesus Christ and we're proud of it. Did they talk like that, to people in the Roman Empire? Did did they say things like and we're proud of it? Now, is this the beginning of the end of Christianity? Probably not, Grant's at will. But what my work has done is give permission to many of those ready to leave the religion to make a certain break. We've got the evidence now to show exactly where the Jesus story came from. Although Christianity can still be a comfort to some in the way that Scientology can, it can also be very damaging and repressive, an insidious form of mind control that's led to blind acceptance of self, selfdom poverty and war throughout history. To this day, especially in the United States, it's used to create support for war and uh, and political leanings. At will encourages skeptics to challenge him at the Conway Hall, where after presentations there is likely to be a QA. Joining At Will will be fellow scholar Kenneth Humphrey, author of the book Jesus Never Existed. Further information can be found at convertthemessiah.com. About Joseph Atwell, Joseph Atwell is the author of the best selling book Caesar Messiah and its upcoming sequel, The Single Strand. So he. <laughs> I don't know where, I, how much I believe, I mean, I know I believe all this, but, because I believe that, I mean, maybe there was a person named Jesus that lived around the time that Jesus said that had some followers and stuff, was he the son of God, I, I'm i not smart enough, or I don't know enough about I wasn't alive then and I don't know God so I don't know. But I'd say if I was going from my belief structure I would tend I always tended to believe something similar to this story that someone created this that wanted to create Christianity and and that makes sense to me whether the this is really the clues and the evidence to lead people to it if this is if his stories are all fact and what he's saying is complete fact. That's left to be determined, and I don't know. Historical scholars and people will have to investigate. Superbus, not semus, and we're proud of it. <laughs> uh, Josephus. oh Josephus, Gregory. Oh yeah, Josephus. Yep, Gregory Hines in History of the World. <laughs> Superbust. <laughs> so I, I forget that you're on uh, that you're in tape delay. That you, so you're hearing being like a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes after I'm saying what I'm saying. So you catch up now. And I just have to keep it on this page so I can uh, keep getting your updates. Keep getting your updates, Captain. (laughs) So, as I said, I don't know if this is, if this guy's whole story checks out. Please check it out on the website and look at the information yourself. I would love, I would love to uh, get any of your opinions. Please text them away to me or write a comment away. I would love to hear what your, what people's opinions of this information is. Like I said, I know what I I know I won't, I know I believe that this is all the cause to try to get some Jews that don't want to give up their gold. That I I I believe I believe the Jews can fly. <laughs> next story, <laughs> next story. We'll go back. If anyone has any comments, feel free to drop them in about that or call in. I don't know. Should I play this news story? I I guess it's a small it's a short Nah. a homeless man who went on an let me change my camera angle here can't put myself on oh god there I am a homeless man who went on an anti-Semitic tirade in New York City Times Square when dressed as Elmo yep 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 here he is dressed like Elmo anti-Semitic Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. Really, anti-Semitic Elmo. A uh, homeless man went on an anti-Semitic s- tirade in New York City Times Square while well, dressed as Elmo and was sentenced to a year in prison after a plot to extor- extort extort <laughs> two million dollars from the Girl Scout. Wait, I'm sorry, I was I was getting distracted here. So he's this is a plot. He was out there. Saying anti-Semitic tirades, so he could, and now he's also trying to extort 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 two million dollars from the Girl Scouts. Well, Fucking, <laughs> yep. I've got to, yep. Uh, Devin said he's got his pouch of Jew gold too, and he's not giving it up to any Romans. So I, so yeah, we have one person. So Dan Sandler was sentenced Wednesday after pleading guilty to attempted grand larceny and misdemeanor, stalking as part of a deal with prosecutors. Sandler of Ashland, Oregon, I actually expect him to be from Florida, was accused of threatening to publicly publicize false information about the Girl Scouts unless he got the money. Prosecutors said he sent harassing emails and photos to employee of the nonprofit. He attacked the Girl Scouts? Sandler was arrested last year in Times Square while wearing a Sesame Street character costume and causing a scene that blocked traffic he pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct and when asked about it he said it's all the jews fault (laughs) a defense attorney said his rants weren't real threats he just likes to talk and now he's trying to extort money from the girl scouts okay this guy is my this guy is an asshole (laughs) simply spoken a dirty asshole why don't you just go, so you, what are you trying to, I want more information. What was he saying about the Girl Scouts? Is it true? Does he, does he have some facts about them creating the story about the first Girl Scout in history and it was all a plot to get people to play the Girl Scout dudes? I mean, if that's the case, then we might be on to something here and I do care. I care a lot. <laughs> Jesus, damn, Elmo. And why you pick Elmo. Big, everyone knows Big Bird's the racist Sesame Street character. God. That's why he hid Snuffleupagus for years. He was embarrassed by him. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So yeah, that's the Elmo story. And we got one last story today. Mm. Um, now this is an all-joking-aside sort of story. Like... I'm going to speak from the heart here for a second. This isn't like trying to mispronounce the word extort. <laughs> this this story is really fucking serious. And I am not somebody... I, I'm not... I, I go down the middle with my political leanings. I don't want to get into a whole political thing. Sometimes... With certain beliefs, I'm very, very liberal. With certain things, I'm very, very conservative. I do believe in the death penalty in certain situations. I'll take it a step further. I also believe in torture and public torture in very... Very rare situations. And what the story I'm about to read here, this person deserves to be seriously hung upside down on national television during the Super Bowl and beat with baseball bats. Have the World Series team come out during the Super Bowl and all beat the living shit out of her with baseball bats. And then have Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts stab her if she is truly found guilty of this story that I'm about to read. This person deserves deserves to be kept alive and tortured by Buffalo Bill and had... and and can't put the lotion in the basket or constantly getting the hose again. And I mean I'm trying to keep it I'm trying to keep my sense a little bit light and trying to get out some of my aggression and anger here because I really want to I'm filled with the urges of my ancestors of the west to go out and find this person and and lynch them. I I don't condone this kind of behavior, but if all I'm saying is if someone's putting together a lynching party don't leave me out i would this this woman deserves to fucking die painfully if this is true what she did was cut the line at disney world no i'm kidding sorry now i don't know if i want to play this no i'm, I'm i'll read it she was entrusted to take care of defenseless children now one ohio daycare worker is accused of doing the unthinkable And filming it, Heather Kuhn, 25, faces two counts of rape after police say they found a video on her laptop of her engaging in sexual content conduct with an unknown fucking infant. An investigation also revealed, revealed revealed an additional victim. Police allegedly found the video on Kuhn's laptop in an apartment where boyfriend James or Osborne lives. Osborne is a registered sex offender. Both Kuhn and Osborne were arrested on October 4th within hours of each other and were held at Lorraine County Jail. Update of October 8th at 8.15 a.m. Her arraignment October 7th. Prosecutors say that they have a very strong evidence against Kuhn and stated that her alleged victims were between, between the ages of one and two. One in fucking two. This woman deserves to get fucking stabbed in the belly and bled out. And then all, everyone coming across and piss in the hole while she dies. I mean, everybody in America gets to do it. She gets to get passed around like the fucking Stanley cup to every city and beat and tortured in every fucking, like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Or maybe she just deserves to, to be in jail for the rest of her life. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i am getting carried away here. I am just i cannot believe that a human like this exists and i and I couldn't go without reporting this story if anyone has not heard it because so many things in our we're so we care so much about fucking Miley Cyrus and our stupid government shutdown and yada yada yada. And if Obama's Hitler because because of whatever or whatever the stupid stories are every that things like this and like what happened in Massachusetts a couple of weeks ago and P- I hope they found the guy that that almost that beat a dog senseless and just left him on the side of the road to die. And and yeah, I mean this is well the crime I'm talking about right here is much more severe, but that is still. People like that are the people that end up doing things like this. Now, at arraignment, the prosecutors say they have very strong evidence Say that the victims were between the ages of one and two. The bond was set at two mil... How does she even have a bond? I don't want... How can they even let this fucking horrible person out of their sight for five minutes? Just lock her up. I hope she was beaten and it was filmed and I can watch it and fucking pretend I'm there beating her too. Who can do this? Like, like seriously, I'm not one to... Like, I'm a peaceful person. I really am. I'm a fucking hippie. But I want to... I, I want to cry and then I want to find this woman and and do horrible fucking things to her. Or just watch her... S- I think she should be in public display with a goat licking her foot constantly for years and years and years. She should get leech... leeched. I'm glad... Okay, I'm going to continue. Now, report... Uh. WKYC reported that both sexual assaults took place at the ABC's Kids Care Center, and parents say they fear, ch- they fear their children may have also been victims. He doesn't like his diaper being changed. He doesn't like to be touched. When I used to drop him off there, he used to scream so bad he'd be, like, hyperventilating. And someone whose two-year-old son was under Kuhn's care told the station in a statement Carlos Johnson, the attorney of the ABC's kids, said the company does not believe that there were other victims. The daycare and cooperating with the investigation were complying a list to determine which kids were present. What? How is this woman allowed to work there? The father of the victim in the video told, told the news that the representatives from ABC's kids tried to act like it was a simple assault when they contacted him. A few hours later, they called us back and asked us to keep it disc... Fuck that. Keep it discreet. This bit, this place deserves to be... I, now I want to burn this place to the ground. A few hours later, they called us back and they asked to keep it discreet. The father who wishes to remain anonymous told the station. Sadly, this isn't the first time a daycare employee has been accused of molesting children. In 2012, an instructor from Pittsburgh was sentenced to at least 35... Just 35 years in prison. Just 35 years of. Un- God, damn fucking believable. Now now I don't I don't know what much I can say. I'm sorry for bringing that down, obviously bringing the mood down. but I, I think it's important to know that these people are out there. It's it's easy to think of crazy sick, twisted motherfuckers in this world as being characters on television shows and things like that. And, but these, these these things are real. Uh, they're really happening out there, and they're so so. Be safe if you have kids. If you're in you care about, be safe. Always make sure you get you get checked out. Who's taking care of your kids, and and make sure they're checking out who's working for them. Because this is so damning. I got, I got to go. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't go anywhere but there. It's not like I could just change the subject and go to, and go to something goofy, like talk about, talk about, I don't know, talk about, talk about this, talk about cat scratch fever again, cat scratch fever, cat scratch fever, zippity-doo, bob, doo swish, yeah. No, you can't really go anywhere but there. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go to Grand Theft Auto and pretend that every single person is this woman. That's what I'm going to do. That is my that is the order of business of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, at the thank you for tuning into this week's Issues program, I am going to do some one final story just for fun here. <laughs> just for fun. Just for fun. Just here we go. One, two, three. Kick it in. Well, hello, everybody. I'd like to thank, I talked about this a couple weeks ago on my last program before the show, my band played their first kind of really, really public show. We had a couple other shows before that. I'd like to thank a lot of my friends for coming out. Devin, Elia, Becky, John, a lot more of my friends that were there that I knew were going to be there, but there were a few people that just came and it was unexpected and just good of you to show. And it was one of those situations where I had a lot of different friends from a lot of different areas uh, all together. It was a lot of worlds colliding. It. But it was a really great time, and I'd like to send a huge thank you to Silver Beast. And a huge thank you to Neurological Damage. And it was a really amazing fun night, the few as well. And thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Also... I'd like to say rest in peace to a really good friend, or not, a really good man and a good friend, someone I met and, I, and was at a lot of the shows when I played with the band The Force. Uh, rest in peace to the King of Pot. And uh, you, will be, you will be missed, good sir. You're a really good guy, and every time I talked to you, it just made me laugh and smile, and you had nothing but great things to say about what I was doing musically, and I know you listen to my show occasionally as well. Uh, You mentioned to me, talked to me about the Issues Program before as well. So thank you and rest in peace. Whoa, I really ended this show on a positive note, didn't I? (laughs) But check it out, everyone. Check out all my friends' websites. Check out the couchmasters.com and check out the most recent Couchmaster episode. Also, if you haven't listened to any of my Breaking Bad podcasts, check out Gaudi and I's Breaking Bad podcast. I will be doing a Game of Thrones one coming up as well, and maybe a Walking Dead one. Maybe Devin will want to call in after the Walking Dead episode and be a part of that. I don't know. Maybe we can talk about that on Saturday night. We'll see about that. Or maybe SM East Hope. I know Opie wants to be a bigger part of things as well. People. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry about the second half of the show, but sad shit happens and it needs to be reported sometimes. So thank you. You can check out all my stuff at issuesprogram.com and fill the issues guy on YouTube. Call in 24 hours a day, seven days a week to the issues hotline, 781-913-8509. Thank you, Dworkin, for being a part of the show today and listening. Hopefully I didn't depress you when you're not on the suicide watch right now. And uh, at the end of all this, we will be playing a little bit of a promo for all my other Land of Ash folks. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back next week. Bye. ready to get your nerd on. Kick the week off right with games, gadgets, and general geekery from the ladies of the Electric Sisterhood. On Tuesdays, get your pop culture news and reviews with a pure Bostonian perspective on the Boston Bastard Brigade. Geek Agro is coming at you on Wednesdays to fill what's left of your cerebral cortex with the hottest beats to get you on your feet. Then on Thursdays, you have me, Phil the Issues Guy, presenting the live issues program. It's going down each week, only in the land of Ash. Nerdcore at its finest.